0: to Diffuse Congruence. This is episode 75 of the American Muslim Experience. My name is Zaki Hassan, and I'm here with Pervez Ahmed, recording at Hub 925 in Pleasanton, California. How's it going, Pervez?
1: Good, good. It's going great. Uh, this is our first episode of 2019, so that's pretty exciting.
2: Oh, it is. I know.
1: Can you 20, believe it? 2019, 2019 is, it? is upon us. Yeah. Yeah. Um, shout out to the uh, man in the... Uh, uh,
0: the, the, the man behind the curtain, Andre is in the booth with us. Thank you, Andre, for helping us put the show together. That's right. And uh, we're here with uh, kind of a different uh, different approach to start things off. Uh, what are we What are we doing, President? What are we doing here?
1: What, <laughs> what are, are we, doing? we doing here? It's like this. This, it, this is not
0: a philosophy
1: question. Oh, I was going to say it's it, uh, like going, going back to the uh, uh, vice presidential. Um, oh, that, debate. That's oh, a deep That's a deep deep, cut, a deep, right? deep cut. James Stockdale. Oh, wow. See, you've got the name. Was he a general major? Admiral. Admiral. That's right. Navy Admiral. And he was like, what am I doing here?
0: (laughs) Yeah. And poor guy. I feel bad because he, like, the way he said it was he was being humble. And instead, he became sort of this garish Phil Hartman cartoon character. That's okay, right. That's right. Yeah. Uh,
1: the, the the late great Phil Hartman. Um, yeah, that's true. The yeah. late the late Admiral oh, Stockdale. Also. I would imagine yeah. he was pretty advanced age back then. Um,
0: so uh, you little leaguers, that uh, go go to Wikipedia and search Ross Perot. That's P E R O T, and learn a little history.
1: That's right. Is Ross Perot alive? I think he is yeah, yeah. I think he is. um, so anyway, yeah w- what we are doing here is um something we teased a few episodes back, which was an idea that I sort of cooked up and uh uh shared with Zucky, and zucky's was uh, and Zucky was on board, and that was well, uh, you made me an offer I couldn't refuse <laughs> aha, you are showing your hand, my friend uh, <laughs> so we are here to talk about movies that matter, and uh um I, and we
0: should a, we should say not like muslim movies that matter no no right yeah exactly because that would there would be like four on that (laughs) list one of which would be the delta force i think that's it right uh i think the goal was like let's let's look at uh important films uh through a slightly different prism
1: exactly exactly that's what i mean and you being a professional movie buff me being a uh amateur uh movie buff um you know and we like movies we watch movies um and so I thought uh, this would be, yeah, like, like I said, something we'd enjoy talking about, and hopefully our listeners enjoy listening to. Um, kind of the same banter you've come to expect, uh, but uh, you've got the expertise of someone like Zucky um, uh, and uh, the sort of amateur ramblings of someone like Pervez. So. Oh, no.
2: <laughs>
1: yeah, I'm raising the bar here. Um, but, yeah, you, as I said, you sort of, you so, you sort of uh, showed our hand a little, but we are here today talking about or, or we are inaugurating this Movies That Matter uh, segment with, um, I think, a series of movies.
0: Yeah, we're here to talk about the Godfather trilogy, mm. and uh, the, these are films that are near and dear to me, as they are to you, and they are to many people. It's funny because, you know, the Godfather is one of those movies where it's almost cliche, like, oh, name of, what's a movie that you love, and, you know. Mm. It's almost like when you say Godfather, that's become like, oh, you couldn't think of anything else.
2: Mm
0: -hmm. (laughs) (laughs) Right. But I mean, the truth is that the reason the Godfather is mentioned so often is because it is just that good. Yeah. And I I think the sequel uh, is is, uh, mentioned in the same breath. The third one is not. Uh, uh, looked on in the same way, although I'm I'm here to say that it it, it is good, it yeah. is and it is worth uh, defending. But uh, these are these are films about uh, about the American experience. Yeah, and, absolutely. And you know that's really the key thing is that there there is a layer of of uh, you know cynicism and and you know obviously all the violence and everything else. But but underneath all of that, you're looking at a portrait of American history. And, and the portrait of how even good intentions can be corrupted
2: mm-hmm.
0: and you know that's, that, that's a, a warning for anybody you know I mean the, ma- the main character of Michael Corleone in these films is an iconic movie not hero but protagonist mm-hmm. and for, I'm, I'm assuming we'll, we'll get into all of the ways uh, he, he works you know in, in, the, in our forthcoming discussion but this is a film series that, that I, you know when you say movies that matter well these movies matter, and hopefully we, we can illustrate why.
1: Yeah, that's right. And, I mean, it's been, what, 47 years um, almost uh, to the you know, I think March. Uh, the first movie was released in March of 72. The second one comes out in December of 74, mm-hmm. I believe. And then, of course, the third one 16 years later um, in... Uh, uh, December again, Christmas Day of uh, of uh, nineteen ninety, yeah, yeah. nineteen ninety. So that's sort of the uh, the uh, in terms of the context or, or the like the time period that we're talking about here. And now, I think what's interesting also is uh, the sort of context of Hollywood and its treatment of gangsters or the mafia pre Godfather. Um, because you were dealing with and, and you might know more about this but I was reading about something called the Hayes Code which is what Hollywood used or it was sort of a self censorship that was started in the late 1920s and I think one of the um, precepts of that or, or one of the uh, salient features of that self censorship was that bad guys would be shown not in a positive light that's right and that uh, authority figures or, um, would be shown as being the good guys that's right. And so, if we look at the old black and whites, the old um, movies of the 20s and 30s, and certainly uh, leading up into the uh, to, to the Godfather, gangsters were always portrayed in a certain way. Like the yeah, original yeah Scarface. I
0: mean, right, the original Scarface, the Howard Hawks one, uh, with with, uh, with Paul Mooney and uh, um, uh, White Heat with uh, um, Jimmy Cagney. Mm you know they're very memorable they're very good films mm-hmm. but they reinforce the that idea the, the the quintessential dichotomy between law and and injustice and the idea that one who pursues a career of injustice will receive his come up and his or her come up and mm-hmm. and and yeah by the time we got to the 70s you know the the you had you had motion picture ratings. You I was going to
1: say in the late nineteen sixties. I think sixty eight. They adopt the MPAA uh, MPA rating yeah. system, which is what we know today. Yeah, and uh, with and the exclusion of what PG thirteen. PG thirteen came in later. the
0: eighties, but mm-hmm. but yeah, I mean you had you had G, PG, and R. Right. And uh, so so suddenly now you have the ability to exclude mm. right because pre pre uh, MPAA ratings it's it's you have to assume that every audience will see every movie. Mm. And th- you know that's kind of silly, right? Because mm. because whether it's all ages or not, you shouldn't take your kid to see Scarface. You know, like yeah. you know the original Scarface. I mean, right. uh, certainly the remake. <laughs> if you <laughs> take <laughs> your kid the to the remake, you're objectively bad. Uh, that's just bad parenting. But but it allows for this sophistication. So so now come the seventies. Yes, you have the ability to be more nuanced and layered in your storytelling. But you also have uh, italian- American groups who are like hey stop mm. <laughs> so, you know this yeah. is very funny because this is what you know Muslim American groups this mirrors our uh, own experiences. Have, are are now in a position to do uh, much more uh, effectively and with more efficacy than than back then but back then it was you had you had the book the Godfather which is written by an Italian american mm-hmm. Mario Puzo, comes out and before the book even comes out the rights are scooped up by
1: paramount See, this is why I love having this conversation with someone like you. Yeah, okay. they
0: knew the book was going to come out.
1: So the book comes out in '69. Yeah. So, um. so the
0: rights before the book is even published, it's it's uh, you know the 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 Paramount buys the rights Got it. and uh, um, Robert Evans is the, yeah. the producer. And
1: so, colorful figure and very much yeah. so. Yeah. <laughs> Go- Google yeah. Robert Evans. You That's know?
0: right. The, the kids are all right. That's his book. It's 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 quite the. Quite the picture he paints, um, and so so the issue is okay. We we got to make this, mo- this b- movie about the mafia, uh-huh. and you have Italian American groups who are like, no, stop stereotyping us as the mafia. And so herein enters into the process Francis Ford Coppola, okay. who essentially, I mean, it's amazing. His his story yeah. is an
1: amazing story it because really is. because
0: he. He got into Hollywood to to specifically not make movies like The Godfather.
1: Exactly. Right. I think he calls himself a. uh, His approach was more of a personal filmmaking approach, and you know, telling personal stories. Yeah,
0: and so he got the job because Mm. it was the ultimate CYA by the studio saying, "Hey, if we hire an Italian American director, then then these guys will get off our case."
1: Okay. Now, meanwhile, so he's running a production company here in Northern California, yeah, American which was Zola which Truck. was sort of maverick at the time to yeah. to, to, to sort of set he had up. He'd made here. a movie
0: called The Rain People a couple of years earlier. Okay, with the, Robert Duvall was actually in that. At the time That's right. Okay,
1: so he just had a few releases under his belt. Yeah, nothing um, big. They were ready to be closed down because they were falling behind on payments and all kinds of things. I mean, yeah. they weren't doing very well financially, and a little. Um, Production assistant at the time of his uh, named George Lucas. Yeah. Who wouldn't amount to anything. Yeah, it's uh, <laughs>
0: hi- history will never remember that man. Never, I tell you.
1: George Lucas tells him, "Hey, do the movie uh, just from a, a utilitarian." Hey, hey,
0: Francis, you know, sir. Uh, ri- I read this book, The Godfather, and uh, you know, he said, uh, "You should think about doing this." You know, it's uh, it's uh, it's about the power of myth. Um, I'm assuming he didn't say that, but.
1: Right, I think it was more immediate. Uh, We got to keep. We 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 have to pay the bills, and and it it was
0: it was. uh, We keep the lights on, and so we do this. We cash out on this, and the book was a bestseller. Yeah. So it was an in demand. It was it was an anticipated film. I'm trying to find like a modern parallel.
2: Mm.
0: You know, maybe, you know, like Da Vinci Code or something where. And the movie wasn't great, but like it, it, had already been a successful book. It was already some so people were anticipating Harry Potter, vastly different, but yeah. that idea it was it go. was already part of the the cultural bloodstream. And so Coppola comes in, and he's Coppola is like, they want me to make this movie. Mm-hmm. They want me to just shut up and point the camera. I'm not going to do that. He's like, if I'm going to make it, I'm going to make it my way. Right. And so a lot of the the uniqueness, and I I would argue the things that we. That make this film memorable are because Francis Coppola was the only person who could have made this film.
1: Right, right.
0: You know, I mean, down to the casting. Right, the casting, the, stu- uh, you know, the 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 studio didn't
1: want basically anybody Coppola. Correct. Cast. So I think he, he 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 describes as he's reading the book. Uh, he saw Al Pacino as my as Michael Corleone, and mm-hmm. we'll get into that. But I think it'd be remiss not to talk about Brando's casting first, because I yeah. think Coppola was equally adamant about wanting to sign. Hope uh, Brando, um, Mar- Marlon Brando uh, as the lead as as Don uh, Vito Corleone, and the studio was not having it because uh, Brando apparently had a name for himself in terms of being a menace to the studios.
0: Yeah, so I mean that's kind of the interesting thing because even by then Brando was renowned as being the greatest actor of his generation. He was known as. I mean, he was Stanley Kowalski, for goodness sake, you know? I mean, that's kind of the interesting thing about Marlon Brando. As you take away The Godfather, you've still got one of the great careers of all time.
1: But That's his character in...
0: Oh, in uh, Streetcar Named Desire, right? Okay. Stella.
1: Oh, Stella, right, right, right. That's
0: right. uh, one of the most iconic mm. portray... I mean, even though it's a stage character, it's been, it's yeah. been portrayed Tessie by Williams. many... Williams. Yeah, mm. you know? Many actors have played that role, but... Mm. When you think of Stanley Kowalski, if you think of Stanley Kowalski, you think of Marlon Brando.
1: Mm-hmm. You know, not Ned Flanders, not Ned
0: Flanders, not Alec Baldwin. You know, who who uh, gave up the Jack Ryan role because he was uh, ah. playing Stanley Kowalski on stage. Yeah. But but uh, so he was known yeah. as a great actor. But he was also known as being famously sort of marching to his own drummer. Yeah. He was, uh, as you said, he was uh,
1: difficult to work with. Yeah, me, suffice he, it to he say.
0: was yeah. Uh, uh, mercurial. Okay. Right. I like that. And so, so essentially, he had to he had to audition to get the role. The studio was like, he's got to audition. And Coppola is like, I'm not gonna make I'm not gonna make Brando audition for The Godfather. And so, essentially, in the guise of makeup tests, they basically got Brando on camera. They're like, hey, we just want to come over and we just want to film you and just test out the makeup. In actuality, it was an audition. They they, they didn't tell him that. Mm. Um, and uh, you know, basically, they he 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 uh, he knew brando knew that he needed the godfather okay he needed that role so now he's he, like
1: uh, uh, and i'm trying to find this here because i took notes but um uh, he's like 35 or something he's pretty young
0: he was in his late 30s okay late me. 30s Yeah, relatively right. young it's yeah.
1: Kind of crazy isn't yeah, it Yeah, is. you know yeah. um before the audition it's kind of a it, it's a famous story or there's the audition itself is kind of famous because that that's where he kind of stuffs his mouth with... yeah he's
0: like hey you should he should, should look like a bulldog and that's how they came up with the famous look for Melon Brando and then and yeah and I mean Frank Sinatra wanted that role and I mean it was, it was a pretty oh. in demand role, which is ironic because because in the in the film you have a character who's based on Frank Sinatra. Fontaine. Johnny Fontaine yeah. and Sinatra was, was pissed I heard he about he
1: was livid that. yeah.
0: And so it's kind of ironic where he's like oh but hey if you're gonna make the movie and you know the truth is I can see a version of The Godfather with Frank Sinatra as Don Corleone. I can absolutely see that. Because um, Sinatra doesn't get enough credit. He was a great actor, right? Right, right. So I can. It wouldn't have been Brando. It would have been different. But I could see that. I okay. could totally see it.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, again, it would have been different. Uh, and then Pacino comes in, and, yeah. and 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 you know, you talk about Hollywood thinking being. Uh, moronic Uh, the biggest ding against Pacino was not oh he doesn't have enough screen credits and he's inexperienced it was he looks too Italian
1: which was true to in 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 terms of his his screen credits to the at the time he was a relative newbie um and and this was about a million cigarettes ago so he sounds like like a kid whose voice just broke you know Mm -hmm. (laughs) that's so true that is so true um and and so Pacino, yeah, and, and I think the studio wanted a, someone like a Ryan O'Neill. Ryan or, O'Neill or Robert, or, or, or Redford. Robert Redford. 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 Yeah, and they well, talk well, about the least looking Italian person. Yeah, they're like he,
0: they, he looks uh, uh, too, uh, he looks too Sicilian. Which is like, well, they're, they're, they're from Sicily, right? Yeah. And it's like, well, no, cast Robert Redford. And it's like, yeah, but they, what? Yeah. It's like, oh, he can be Northern Italian. Yeah, but it's they're from Sicily. Yeah. you know.
1: And I've seen audition uh, tapes also of like Martin Sheen. Martin Sheen. Uh, they, they also
0: wanted, uh, they had James Con. They had James Con
1: originally read for Michael, yeah. who, of course, goes on to get the role of Sonny. Yeah. Or Leon. Um, now, James Con, interestingly enough, not Italian-American. No. However, kind of grew up in a neighborhood uh, Coppola talks about this, like like his grandmother's neighborhood or something and kind of grew up around Italians. Yeah. And Khan is con. That's right. And James Con <laughs> yeah. is another colorful yes, that's right. figure that's in, right. in in Hollywood. His uh, son,
0: by the way, is also, you know, he's, uh, uh, uh you know, a multi-generational acting family. His son is Scott Kahn, who's in the Ocean's Eleven films, but he's also a regular oh, on right. Hawaii Five-0. He's, okay. He's Dano. You ever watch the old uh, Hawaii Five-0? Yeah, I
1: did, the old one, not the new Yeah, one. he's the new, he's ah, Dano. Oh, okay, yeah? okay, okay, okay. But, but obviously the right and Now man. I see the resemblance, too. Meaning oh, for I, sure. I'm picturing, yeah, yeah. Um, Scott, you said Scott Con, Scott okay, yeah. Okay. He's
0: he's Casey Affleck's brother in the Ocean's Eleven yep, movies. Yep,
1: yep, yep, yep. That's what I'm saying. I'm picturing the uh, resemblance. Yeah. To senior, mm-hmm.
0: but uh, but uh, Michael Corleone, played yeah. by Al Pacino. I mean, again, it's just it's one of the, the great thing about this character is that uh, we we go into the film firmly on his side, right? And it's it's he's 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 the, the good one.
1: Just to kind of round, like round up. I'm sorry about casting. I mean, because then you also have like well, John. Okay, r- real quick. Yeah, yeah, sure. B-
0: but I think no. this is this is what Pacino.
1: Mm, okay, like
0: he he nails it, right? Because because we see a physical uh, transformation from first scene to last.
1: Yeah, absolutely.
0: And it happens so subtly. It's like the frog being boiled. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, w- when when we see him first. He he has to he can't be, the Michael Corleone at the end. He has to have, sort of a an every guy quality mm-hmm. for us to be on his side. Yeah. As and as we go along on this journey with him right. into, into his descent,
2: mm-hmm.
0: who else could have done that but Al Pacino? You know. That's a great. It's point. it's again Al Pacino. You take away every other role he's ever done. Just the Godfather, just the one, just the first Godfather. He's yeah. still one of the great actors of all time. That's right. You That's know? right.
1: Great point, yeah. But yeah, you were saying, I mean, John Cazale. John Cazale, who um, every movie he was ever in, uh, he was only in like, I think, seven. Mm. He died a very untimely early death of a heart attack. But um, he, uh, or cancer. cancer. No, no, cancer. I'm, cancer. cancer. I'm sorry. Yeah. Um Every movie he he was in was nominated for best picture. Yeah, isn't that crazy. That's just crazy. Um, so John Cazale, of course, the role of, uh, Fre- uh, F- of Fredo. Uh, he's, he's also in uh, Dog Day Afternoon right. and uh, uh, Deer, Hunter, right? Deer Hunter. Deer Hunter. He's Hunter, great. Yeah, yeah. He, Deer Hunter. Um, he. I think I thought he worked with Pacino in another movie as well. Yeah,
0: dog, dog Day Afternoon.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, besides that one. Oh. He, okay. he was in a, 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 a Serpico? Serpico. No, maybe not. I don't Believe so, yeah. Okay, yeah, but uh, anyway, That's a so great yeah, film, by the way, so and then uh, Talia Shire, who is Coppola's sister, and yeah. Coppola's described the whole sort of odyssey of making The Godfather as being sort of a, a, just one massive home video. Yeah, yeah, and and we'll maybe tease this a little bit later, but or, or get into it a little bit later, but like his baby uh, at the time, a baby, newborn, practically, I think, or if she was a couple months old, was Sofia Coppola, who's mm-hmm. featured as the baby She's in the, the baptism scene. Yeah. Baptism scene, exactly. Yeah. Um, and then uh, Talia being her sister I think Talia was a relative newbie as well she hadn't done Rocky uh, No, Rocky came later yeah. yeah yeah that's right um
0: although it's kind of funny because b- both the Rocky 5 and Godfather 3 came out uh, within a few weeks of each other mm. and they were both her last time playing her most iconic
1: mm. roles kind of interesting yeah, yeah yeah very much so um so anyway i want to go back to you were you were talking about that opening so even before we actually see Pacino, though, you've got one of the sort of most iconic, in my again estimation, openings of in, in cinema history, which is um, it begins black screen and you hear this thick Italian accent. Um, and the character, I'm forgetting his name right now, but uh, um, he's... Bonasera. Bonasera, thank the, you.
0: The Undertaker.
1: The Undertaker. Bonasera says, uh, I believe... I believe in America. That's
0: right.
2: Yeah.
1: America is where where I made my fortune. Yeah, and then he goes into, of course, what 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 he's there there for, and then we kind of pan span, you know uh, pan out to like where we are in that famous library or study of Don Vito Corleone. Yeah, and he's there because, of course, um, as the movie tells us time and time again, a couple of times at least in the beginning, uh, no Sicilian can refuse um, a, um, I guess. A request, a request on you. his
0: daughter's wedding. That's right, and so yeah.
1: we're, we open to this um, uh, family occasion of the of the wedding of Connie uh, Corleone, played by of course uh, Talia Shire, as we mentioned. Um, so yeah, I may, may, you know may, maybe talk a little bit about there because I, I think that that that's where we see Michael Corleone. And again, what's interesting as, as Al Pacino playing Michael is not only that sort of outside everyman quality. He's also, or I was going to say, everyman quality, but he's also kind of the outsider. Mm-hmm. He's the one who's dressed in military regalia, right? He still has his uniform. Yeah, he's so he's
0: him. he's adopted
1: the the uh, you know he's he's. Uh, uh, well, at this time, all we know he's a returning war hero. Yeah,
0: and and uh, in essence, he's, uh, for lack of a better phrase, he's he's whitewashed himself. He's very much he's, so. He's tried to. Separate himself from you know the the, the connotations of, of the right. family. He's dating a white girl,
1: and we'd be remiss not to say Diane Keaton playing yeah, the role of a, a wasp K. girl. I should she's say she's very much wasp, yeah. and um, he shows up to the wedding with with Diane Keaton playing Kay, yeah. um, which is that is an, obviously a very important part of Michael's own transformation. That relationship, um, but yeah, played beautifully by uh, Diane Keaton. Um, but yeah, complete outsider. So military regalia. Yeah, whitewashed, I think that's a great way to describe it, and then very this very waspy sort of girlfriend. I mean, this
0: is interesting to me in also in the sense that Italian-Americans viewed themselves, certainly at that moment in history, as being an ethnic minority, which, you know, we as sort of brown people, we don't think about. Mm-hmm. We don't think of Italians as anything other than white.
1: That's right.
0: But that really... Wasn't the case in 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 cultural context certainly, certainly in, in, in the,
1: the 1940s when the, the fl- in, film takes place exactly mm-hmm. right
0: and that's an important thing to realize it, it is
1: so so and and, and and I mean while we're talking about the Italian American experience you can't I mean you, you can't help but talk about the Irish American experience which yeah. is very similar very similar yeah. uh, and th- again sitting from today's vantage point you can't think of anything more white than Irish Americans right interesting <laughs> right uh, and so. Uh, But yet, they paid their price as well. I mean, they came as immigrants and seen as outsiders. Now, I think Italians had the double sort of negative of not only being seen as brown or Italian, but also Catholic, Mm. which at the time, again, 1940s, certainly through the 60s and 70s, I mean, Catholics were seen as being or seen suspicious because, uh, you know, and this this comes up famously during John F. Kennedy's run, for president, who do you have loyalty? Who do you to? have loyalty to yeah. exactly? Is it the Pope or is it the Constitution? So yeah. again, you know, you want to talk about mirroring conversations. You know, Muslims are asked today, like I mean, yeah. Keith Ellison very famously is asked, right? Well, uh, I mean, Rashida, Rashida Talib
0: Rashid. right now. Oh, somebody's like, oh, she's gonna blow up the Capitol. Which is like, you read stuff like that, you are like, what are you? What are you an idiot or something? You know? Yeah. But but yeah. Y- given yeah. that, you understand uh, how this story exists, where it isn't uh, stereotyping. Uh, Italian Americans, but it is talking about an aspect of the Italian experience, right? Which is real, was real, mm-hmm. uh, and and so I think that you know that that's important to recognize. And and you know, the you know we're talking about the Hayes Code and this idea of of uh, hierarchical morality, right? What The Godfather does, which is so interesting, is that it removes law enforcement from the story completely. That's so true right there's only in one. the entire film yeah. there's one figure of law enforcement but he's a corrupt paid off cop so he's a representative of one of the other families mccluskey right? and he's mccluskey
1: the, m- m- mccluskey and yeah played yeah. by sterling hayden yeah uh-huh uh-huh and uh, and famously he's only in that he's only in the first movie he's, right uh yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> we'll, and we'll get to that but the famous scene where he um, uh, meets his demise. um or his end, um, I should say. But yeah, you're right. That's that's, that's a really fascinating. Right. Point. I mean,
0: you know, this is something I tell my students. Right. I'm like the.
1: Well, the, I mean, the, what would you, you? Did you specifically said authority fit, or you said law enforcement specifically law enforcement? Ah, okay. right? So, right. So, 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 because in part two, you've got, of course, the Senate hearings.
0: You've got the Senate, but yeah. even then, yeah. right? They are corrupt, right? right? And we'll get so, into
1: that. I think that because that's a, I think a, a, a very important thread th- throughout all three movies. Yeah. I mean,
0: look in in narrative terms, yeah. right? Uh, and again, I t- I say this to my students all the time, right? When you hear the words protagonist and antagonist, we're f- we're conditioned to think hero villain. Mm. That's not what it is. Protagonist is the character you spend the most time with. Antagonist oh, no. is whoever is keeping the character you spend the most time with from achieving their goal, right? And that's a yeah. helpful way to think about yeah. it, right? Because because the protagonists in this film are the Corleone family. Right? Are they good people? Mm. No. Are they heroes? No. But we're along for the ride. Like, it's like, oh, well, that's my buddy, mm-hmm. right? You don't, you, uh, you know, and as a contrast, like, look at something like The Fugitive, for example, right? Who's the protagonist in that film? Is, is it Harrison Ford? Yes, but is, is Tommy Lee Jones the antagonist? Not really, right? Especially the further along you go, because you start, you like both of them, right? Yeah. And so, so with this, that's the, the example I give, is that in any other context, you say, "Well, Sonny Corleone is a vile, despicable person." Right. In any other con- in any other film, he's the villain. Mm-hmm. But in this film, no, he's one of our guys. Mm. He might be a jerk, but he's our jerk. You know. And I'll tell you what. You know, I I've, I I screen uh, the Godfather, the first film. in in a class I teach called Cultural Expression in Media. Mm -hmm. And I've screened it twice a year for the last 10 years. Mm -hmm. So this is one of the, I always say, one of the joys of being able to teach film is I get to watch a new group of kids discover The Godfather twice a year. And it's one of, I just, I I love that. And, you know, um, every time Sonny pulls up to the causeway and then we see he's about to be ambushed, what do I hear? (gasps) Right? There's no joy Mm. in seeing that happen. Even though, what do we know about Sonny Corleone? He's violent. Mm. He's terrible. He cheats on his wife. He has a short temper. He doesn't think, right? And yet, he's a, that's our guy, mm. you know? And and the other thing I say, what's so interesting is that the entire film, right? It's, it's about fate. It's about the winding hand of fate. And how, what does Michael say at the very beginning? That's my family. It's not me, right? And what, when you think about it, this is so interesting, right? How does everything happen? How does Michael get pulled in? How does it happen? Uh, uh, Sonny and Don Corleone are meeting with Saloza, right? Mm-hmm. And is like, I, I want to start doing drugs. I want your help, yeah. right? I want you to do all that. And So he
1: wants the Corleone family to get into the narcotics business. Uh, exactly. Yeah, yeah.
0: And so... Um, uh, uh, he, and he says, you know, I can, I can guarantee your investment, or whatever. And Sonny, Sonny says, you're telling me, and, and Don Quillian yeah, does this. Yeah. Right. And just that, that, not even a full sentence,
2: uh-huh.
0: is enough for Salote to be like, the Don might not be for me, yeah. but I can get that guy. And everything that happens is because, every, think about it, every single thing that happened, including Sonny's life. Because he couldn't keep his mouth shut that one time, right isn't that amazing? It so I know other- this whole thing doesn't involve Michael at all. Mm-hmm. If he would have kept his mouth shut, then we don't even know what kind of life Michael would have had that's right, it's because of that moment mm.
1: isn't that amazing that is right fascinating. yeah yeah exactly um and, and and you and you mentioned Michael um so so arguably he you're saying that the entire Corleone fam- family here I- include oh we haven't mentioned Duval playing. Tom Hagen playing is the like adopted the, son. the adopted brother, right? Yeah, he's the adopted brother, adopted son to Vito Corleone and the family, uh, conciliary attorney, yeah. um, essentially, or in today's terms, he's like the fixer,
0: the fixer, he's yeah. the <laughs> he's the, the the Michael, the, the Michael Cohen, yeah, <laughs> to
1: to to the well, knowledge. we're living
0: through the stupid godfather right now, like, <laughs> we're, we're living through the stupid Corleone family, unfortunately, yeah,
1: yeah, um, but not too weird into politics, uh, yeah, so the um. Uh, you're saying that the entire Corleone family is sort of the protagonist here, not just Michael.
0: Yeah, I mean I mean in the sense that well yeah. there are guys.
1: Mm.
2: Right? right?
0: I mean when Don Corleone gets shot, mm-hmm. we feel bad. Yeah. Right? When Fredo starts to cry, we feel bad. Right? Right. right. When when Don Corleone dies, we feel bad. Mm-hmm. Right? I mean that's the interesting thing is he's not a good guy. Right. We know we even without what we learn about him in the, in, second, movie, the second movie. He's yeah. we know he's a bad guy. In an an objective reality. But the Godfather films are not presenting an objective reality. Mm. And that's what film can do, right? Film can cant the angle a little bit and make you look at things from this perspective instead of that. And that changes everything.
1: Right. 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 Fascinating. So, I mean,
0: you talk about the Hayes Code. This film could not have existed before then because Michael Corleone is our protagonist. Mm -hmm. And it's about a good man becoming a horrific man.
1: That's right. That's That's the story, you know? So... yeah, and, and I, you know, I, I've heard analysis to the point of, like, is Michael Corleone the sort of tragic hero of the saga? Um, and when I think of tragic hero, at least, I think of the sort of the Greek, the classical Greek uh, tragic hero or per- perhaps even Shakespearean. Um, but oftentimes, you know, they've got a fatal flaw yeah. that, that leads them down the path of self-destruction. Yeah. Um, and so if, if that's the case, what is Michael Corleone's um, sort of, um, fight fatal flaw
0: well what do you think
1: ambition i don't know
0: but i mean he's not he's not driven so much by ambition right, right? right. i mean i mean he's he's driven initially by wanting to protect his family, his father. right that's i true. mean i mean well, I, or his
1: father in particular to me that's the turning point in the first movie is where is the hospital scene
0: oh yeah, yeah. he says what does right. he say he says i'm with you that's right right well that's he, not just in the moment. He like that's mm-hmm. the, the the you know yeah. the hand of fate has moved him right. into this column now. Right.
1: I think I think you know it'd be important. I think again, due to the sake of time, I mean, we would love to spend an hour just talking about the first movie, um, but if you know if we are sort of examining the trilogy as a whole, yeah. we see the entire arc of Michael Corleone. Yeah. And, and 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 certainly in the first movie, we we're, we're teased a little bit of it because he is set or his journey. Um, and the way he acquires power is um, – well, 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 we don't see it in contrast to how Don, Don Vito Corleone comes to power because we see that more in the second movie. But again, if we're looking at the, tr- at the trilogy as a whole, you, you, you juxtapose Vito's journey with yeah. Michael's journey. Yeah. Right? Michael is – but they do have similarities. And certainly their origins are similar in the sense that they are both innocent yeah. And they take this path yeah. that leads them down.
0: Yeah. 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 I mean, I, I think that um, at some point, Michael makes that realization that he's too far in.
1: Mm. He can't get out. That's right. And that happens when, you think?
0: I think once his wife dies, it hardens him.
1: You said Michael. Sorry. You mean, wait. M- Michael. Okay. Uh, when his Italian ah sorry Apollonia yeah well, Apollonia dies and and in then she's Sicily assassinated. that's right so um, I think and so I mean so there's at, there's a you... gap
0: there's like a eight year gap or something it's like a, it's like a crazy gap of time
1: it's a couple years well when he comes back uh, when when we see him post Sicily yeah. and he and he meets it's like five years later well in the well at least in the scene when he's talking to Diane Keaton remember yeah. she's she's now a school teacher yeah. And he comes back, and she says, how long have you been back, Michael? And he says, I've been back a year. I don't know. Okay. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, But, but it's it's, been, it is it ambiguous. It's been a couple of years. It's been a couple of years. And we see right? a very different – We don't know how long he was in Italy. Too, correct. Right? So. And we see a very, very different Michael Corleone than we've yeah, seen Yeah, so it hardens him, right? It hardens him. And so he's hardened by – well, there's, there's multiple things – Assassination his, killed, right? well, yeah, the, assassina, uh, the assassination attempt of at his well, yeah, the assassin, the assassination attempt against his father, which, like you said, it all sort of starts from that meeting with Solotzo. Um But and and I mean,
0: the is is a, a footnote in the broader story. I mean, right. You know what I mean? When you think about it, that's that's how fate works.
2: Mm, you know? Yeah.
0: These 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 fractional actors in our lives end up having big impact, and we don't even realize it. Right. They don't even
1: realize it. That's right. You know? Fascinating. Uh, it's like the butterfly effect yeah, or whatever. Yeah, exactly. yeah, absolutely. Um, so, so, and, and, and then Michael at that point, he saves his father's life essentially at the hospital because Solozzo's men and, uh, uh, help helped by the, by the corrupt police are yeah. going to, uh, basically trying to finish the job that they attempted earlier yeah. on, on, Don v- Vito Corleone's life. Michael saves the day by, you know, by moving him around and, and what have you. Um, we begin to see Michael's descent, or if you want to call it, ascension to power or descent down the abyss of his own moral weakness, um, beginning there, because yeah. we see a very di- we begin to see a very different Michael. Well, he is when now he's like, he's like, "I'm deliberate." And he's yeah. mi- like right. bring he, him
0: there, I'll shoot him. I'll do that. Right? It's
1: his idea to then go after Soloso and McCluskey, Mik- which he sees as a corrupt cop. And so, also, of course, with the assassination assassination attempt at his father, he orchestrates this this plan to take him out, essentially, right? In so, that famous so, restaurant scene. In
0: the restaurant scene, right? Mm. And and so, when when you look at uh, Michael's thinking, it's it's the purest of intentions. He says, "I will do what I have to do to protect my family," mm. and that's something that anybody can
1: Related. appreciate, and, yeah.
0: right? Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, I mean, I think I think that's what makes these kind of characters the most interesting is that you give them motivations that sort of make. You know, I mean, uh, it's not a great comparison, but like Michael Keaton in the last uh, Spider-Man film as the Vulture, great villain, mm-hmm. right? He has a great scene in the car—you've seen the film, right? Yeah, he, and he's talking to, to P- Peter Parker, it's a great who's, scene. who's like crapping his pants in the back. Of the, you know, what does he say? He's like, "I'll do whatever after to protect my family," right? Mm-hmm. And and that's again. Not to say you're like okay good go do murder people no no but you understand the motivation the motivation and right and so so that's our in where we're like you know there but for the grace of God go I mm-hmm. right like anybody can end up here right mm-hmm. and and you know the the it, late in the film in the first film you have you have Vito talking to Michael it's their last conversation that they'll have yeah right. And, and, you know, what does Vito say? He's like, I didn't want this for you. I, you know, I saw you being Senator, Senator Corleone, yeah. President Corleone. And what does is, what is, uh, Michael say? He's like another Petsonovante, right? And what does that mean? Just another, another paid off, uh, mm. d- another corrupt you know, person, right?
1: That's right. And, and, and that, that that kind of harkens back to his conversation with Kay when when, when when Kay accuses him of being naive because he's talking like his father or what have you and then she says, you know, presidents and leaders don't have men killed and then yeah. Michael Corleone says, now who's being naive, Kay? Yeah. Kay. So, uh, yeah. It, it I, I love that. that scene mm-hmm.
0: because, um, Which scene? the the scene at the very end oh, with, yeah. with the the father and the father son, and son right. you know uh, and
1: it, you know this goes to something because we see we also see a very vulnerable Don Vito yeah, exactly. which of course up until that point we have seen him vulnerable because he's been lying near dead in the hospital and so on so we begin to see a vulnerability there that we don't see early on in the movie but in that in that scene in particular he's yeah. very vulnerable
0: well and it's you know it's it's interesting how. Film as an artifact remains static, but our our, the way we, uh, relate to that artifact changes based on where we are in life. You know, I remember when I first watched that film. Well, you know, I was I was just
1: about to ask you when when were you exposed to the movie because I came late to the game.
0: I saw the Godfather films for the first time in fall of two thousand and one when wow. they came out on DVD. I wish I
1: could be that specific. I don't... Yeah, yeah they came out
0: on DVD okay. October of 2001, okay. and I hadn't, I hadn't seen them. I mean, I knew of them. Of course, everybody mm-hmm. knows of them. And uh, so I bought them, and... Uh, this is going into my last year of film school, and uh, you know uh, Francis Coppola has a commentary track on all three of the films. And I've said this before that that
2: uh, yeah, you have. If if
0: I had heard those commentaries a year or two earlier, I wouldn't have needed to go to film school because wow. everything I needed is in there. Wow. You know, it's I I uh, I'm, uh, i remain profoundly grateful to the the way Sheikh Coppola taught me. <laughs> you know. I, I like it. He's a he's a very thoughtful, yeah. intelligent man. And you remember he was in like Dubai or something? Yeah. He, and he yeah. like quoted Surafataha, right? That's right.
1: That's right. Like, I and mean he talked about the great contributions that Muslim civiliz- this civilization legit, Yeah, man. yeah he's yeah, not oh, messing yeah. around. But but yeah. I mean that's And also a, we should note, I mean, he's not only a director, but he's also a screenwriter. He he, he basically he, he and Mario, with, Puzo, with Mario Puzo, yeah, Puzo. And and, and by the way, if three. you notice
0: all three films are called Mario Puzo's The Godfather, and that was Francis Coppola. Deliberately putting that there, mm. because if you notice, this is something throughout Coppola's career. He made *The Rainmaker*, but it's called *John Grisham's The Rainmaker*. He made *Dracula*; it's called *Bram, Bram Stoker's, Stoker's Stoker. Dracula*. That's that's, right. that's Coppola. He said this. He's like, "I want the author of the work to be given mm. that credit." Right. It's based on a book, you know. So that's a very interesting yeah. thing about him. That's very telling. But I, I, you know, I think, um, like I said, when I first saw the film, you know, I view. I was a Kid, I mean, right. I was like twenty, you know, right. and that scene specifically with with Michael, and then now I watch it and I'm, you know, it's different now it where I'm a parent, so I'm viewing it more from Don Don Vito's perspective, yeah. where you're looking at everything you or all your hopes and dreams for your for your child, and realizing that you know they're gonna make their own decisions, right? Right, and and you know, to me, uh, you know, it's like that that scene ends. He says, "Look, whatever else, just remember this." And it's that one piece of wisdom, mm-hmm. right? Uh, which you know, who's going to be the traitor, right? And and you know, it, it to me, it th- it makes me think about like you know how like uh, the wisdom that we still can take from our elders, you mm-hmm. know. I mean, obviously, this is a context where it's this horrible crime family, but still, that that that's a very human moment, yeah. right? And then, uh, by the way, at the funeral, this is the other interesting. By the way, if Don Corleone doesn't die; he's not massacred. Mm-hmm. He's not. No, he just. Yeah. He just die,
1: you know. Is this which will cut co- Yeah, and, and which I was saying, we have to juxtapose that to Michael's own death at the very, at the very, very, very end. Very yeah, very yeah. end. Um, but he, uh, Vito dies playing uh, yeah, with he's his just grandson. playing with his grandson right? in the yarn, Yeah, exactly.
0: The other thing, by the way, go looking at how how Coppola juxtaposes things. Uh, the very first scene, right? Oh, one day, this may this day may never come. I'm going to ask you to do a service of me. That's what he tells Bonasera, the Undertaker. Mm. And we think, oh, he's going to have him, like, poison a dude or, like, stick a shiv in a guy. No, no, no. It's just clean up Sonny's, but I don't want his mother to see him like this, yeah. right? Carmelo. And, and he's, look at how they massacred my boy, right?
1: A great I mean, scene by, yeah. yeah, Brando. You know? Yeah, yeah. Uh,
0: so, I mean, the, this is the thing. I mean, I yeah. think the first two films, uh, Godfather 1 and well, 2... But,
1: I guess I want to transition into two and three and and, and yeah. But um, uh, before we do, I mean, Godfather one, um, you know, is not just regarded as one of the greatest movies of all time. I mean, I think AFI has it listed as number two. Yeah, after it, Citizen Kane. Oh wow, yeah. And then um, it uh, it receives eleven Oscar nominations and wins three. Uh, I think wins best picture of that year, um, best actor, I think Brando. Yeah. yeah,
0: although he did not accept the Oscar. That's
1: right. Which is yeah, he, he protests and sends a. Uh, american a native american instead um and then you have uh, all sasheen
0: little feather that was her name i don't know how i know that i do not know my children's names i call them hey you number one two three and four but i know sasheen little (laughs) feather accepted marlon brando's oscar
1: (laughs) although i think she waves it away does she actually take home the trophy she she that i don't yeah, because I've seen the scene where I think she just kind of waves. Yeah, it she's away. like, I "I'm she here. Yeah, because Brando was in his,
0: you know, I have no no cares to give.
1: Yeah, so I'm just yeah. gonna, you
0: know. And Brando could do that. That's you know?
1: right. That's right. So um, and he was supposed to
0: come back for the sequel. By the way, I don't know if you knew that. No, I didn't. Yeah, the scene, the birthday party scene. What's At the, the
1: end movie? of two, he was supposed to come.
0: He was, and, and they were expecting him until the day of. They fully expected Brando was going to be back.
1: Mm-hmm. And he pulled a Brando? He
0: pulled a Brando. okay. So it took it. a while, but he pulled a Brando. Yeah, because he was basically like, uh, pay, you guys screwed me over on the first one. You didn't pay me very much. Fine. Oh. Pay me what, if you if it's, you know, uh, if you think I'm worth it, then then pay me that. And Coppola basically on the spot rewrote the scene so that Brando's mm. not in it. And I think it works. Yeah, it does. Just fine without. I mean, if I wouldn't have complained if we got to see him again. Yeah. You know? Right. This is, I think, the only time, by the way, that two actors have won an Oscar uh, won Oscars for playing the same character. I was going to ask you because yeah. I know you, you've got
1: stuff like this down. Yeah, is, is that has that ever happened again? Yeah, that's fascinating. Uh, we had two
0: actors nominated in '97 uh, for playing the, right, Kate Winslet and Gloria Stewart, both for for Titanic. Titanic. But uh, Rose uh, for young yeah. and o- older Rose. Yeah, uh-huh. but but uh, Robert De Niro played a young Vito Corleone. He won Best Supporting Actor, mm-hmm. and um, uh, Brando won Best Actor. That's right, and
1: and I think. The, the, the rest of the cast received nominations but it's like Gino everybody was, nom- was nominated yeah, that's like, right I, you know. and I think we'd be remiss uh, not to mention um, the amazing amazing cinematography by Gordon Willis Gordon Willis the score uh, by the score by uh, Nino Rota Rota yeah. thank you
0: I mean, uh, and that's the other thing I mean I mean it's it's this haunting yeah. sad uh, score it's very organic yeah uh, the, the cinematography is very rich and, mm-hmm. and uh, uh, timeless
1: you know it's not they call him the prince of darkness I mean his use of shadows yeah. and, and contrasting dark and shadow yeah I mean over shadows first scene. and light just look
0: at how we come out, come in on the, on the undertaker in the first scene you know
1: that is so true so true and and, and even uh, you know the way we see Michael. He's lit and he's bright in the first scene, and then as the film progresses, you know he's he. There's more cl- there's more shadows, and there's yeah. more darkness associated with him. Yeah, and even and the way we see him.
0: I mean, the interesting thing is is the end of the Godfather. Yeah. Can be the end of that. Like we don't need anything else after that first film.
1: So you know, as 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 being the film history buff that you are, so so um, obviously master hit seventy two comes out. Um, Coppola didn't want to do the sequel. Or? he wasn't particularly
0: interested in it you okay. know The studio comes to him and and they're like you know we I mean this becomes the number one movie of all time right right so this is an era it's like we're, we're now you know it's like oh critics hate it but audiences love it like, yeah. back then yeah. you had this critically beloved film that was also all high grossing one movie film
1: of, of the uh, of that year uh, not
0: just of that year of yeah. all time until like oh. jaws oh wow yeah. okay I didn't know that uh and so so the studio goes to Coppola and they're yeah. like we want to do another one yeah. And, and because sequels were a thing, right? But it was, it was sort of, there was a sense that, oh, we're going to cheapen it. Right? right. Because you had to have like five Planet of the Apes films of mm-hmm. which one is really only classic. The other ones are all. Now, having kinda, not
1: read the source material, the book, uh, like the novel continues. Like, so is two the novel doesn't adop, con- adapted the, from the novel? No. Okay. So,
0: so the novel gives us all of Vito Corleone's backstory. So gotcha. all of that is included in the sequel. Okay. Everything in, in the, the quote-unquote modern part that's new got it and so coppola coppola is like if we're going to do it we're going to do it this way. we're going to be more ambitious we're going to we're going to uh, tell a bigger a, a more expansive story okay and and i've said this before godfather 2 is the very first it's crazy is the very first
1: sequel ever called part two i was going to say that yeah exactly which is
0: like so, when you think about it that was ne- like it never occurred to anybody <laughs> before then it's like, well, what are you going to call it? Oh, call it like The Godfather Returns or Son of the Godfather. Yeah. No, no, no. We're calling yeah. it Godfather Part Two. And people were. the studio was like, that doesn't make any sense. People are going to think it's like the second half of the first movie or something. And Coppola said, that's what it is. It's the second half.
1: Now, that's fascinating. I mean, and, and I knew this sort of going in, but because that, then that later, I think, taints, in my estimation at least, what happens with 3. Yes. Because 3 is also Godfather Part 3, although Coppola himself wanted the movie to be called The Death of Michael Corleone. Correct. And to, and so that it, it is seen as a distant, or, or as a, um, a coda, as he calls it, or yeah. an epilogue, an epilogue yeah. to the story, as opposed to being a part of the story. Yeah, and, and, and I think that that serves... Against it, that you know, in terms of the way people perceive three, I think. yeah, well, there's and certainly I mean, the gap. The,
0: there was the gap, and it's funny because sixteen years is not that long. When you sixteen think about years
1: it. is not that long, but I think it'd be remiss also not to point out that so 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 Godfather Three comes out, and we're jumping ahead, but but in December of nineteen ninety, September of nineteen ninety, Mister History Film Buff, hmm. what movie comes out? that I think changes the zeitgeist with regards to how how the mafia is perceived. An amazing movie in and of itself. Very different. Very different, though. That's
0: like working-class Godfather.
1: Exactly. And I think that in terms of the audience, I mean, I don't know. I don't remember. I I certainly didn't seek out because I I, I was exposed to just to kind of go back to what you were talking about. I didn't didn't actually watch the Godfather movies up until I would say it was probably the late 90s because I do remember watching it on VHS. So Hmm. you remember when the DVD comes out, which kind of then points me to the fact that I probably am exposed to it in the late 90s. Of course, I'd heard of of it, but just never had seen it. So, and I'd certainly not seen Goodfellas. So there's nothing tainting either way. But in in terms of the imagination, in terms of the audience, I think that that probably plays a role So you saw
0: all three at the same time? Correct. So did you view the third one in in a negative light?
1: Uh, Yes, but that's one of uh, well, all three have grown in estimation in my, you know, in my estimation uh since then in terms of my appreciation for all three. But when I first saw all three, I I loved one. I thought two was a better and we've talked about this. A better How did you put it? I think the way you put it. Do you remember? I can't. <laughs> so it, it's it's cuz you you described it as a as a as a like it's this amazing sequel, but is is it a better film?
2: Sure, as yeah. a Standalone. Well,
0: it's
1: not. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you can't so.
0: you can't watch the second. I mean, it's like the Empire Strikes Back, right? right? Like I think the Empire Strikes Back is a better movie than Star Wars, but if you've never seen Star Wars, you're not gonna you're not gonna So get in, it.
1: in that same, so Godfather Two is the like same that, applies right? here. Yeah, I mean, Godfather Two is a better movie.
0: Yes, yeah, right. I would agree with that. Right. Okay. You know? But I mean, Godfather One is the one you can watch and be done. Okay. Right. I think, and it it's worth pointing out. I mean francis Coppola, when it's time to do the second one he's on cloud nine he he can hold the the studio up you know because they desperately want him back now come part three the tables have completely turned right because apocalypse now was a big disaster at the time Uh, when does that
1: come out when does he make that it's like 79 okay
0: yeah in fact that came out the week that i was born oh wow yeah I remember that. I don't remember that. I, I
1: There's a running joke that. on the on the show. I mean, Zucky remember, recalls the dates of the birth of his own children by movies that came out. That's true. And but I didn't know this up until now. Yeah, but I, you I, also know. I, I know. <laughs> you
0: also time your own dad. That's, I, your timed, own, uh, I timed. I uh, timed birth yeah, uh, according I'm, to. I'm, uh, according to what movie is out? Yeah, <laughs> I don't know why I know that. That's like a random piece of trivia.
1: So I was born in November of seventy four. Uh, can, can, can you tell got, me anything? I got, I got nothing. You got nothing. Say, okay, sorry. okay.
0: Um, no, but but uh, well, I mean that's when Godfather. Godfather
1: two, yeah. Uh, well, by a month, I was a month old.
0: Um, but but uh, Apocalypse Now had come out, and yeah. you know, and and uh, you know, his
1: fortunes had waned. Yeah, his, because his because because one
0: from the heart and yeah. Tucker, and I mean all, uh, Tucker was just a good movie by the way. It, but, it is a good movie. But I mean, he he just he he wasn't yeah. the name that he was. He hadn't so, made
1: Jack yet. <laughs> He had not made yeah that came later, but he also had made Dracula, which I think kind of you know at least
0: well yes and no right okay. I mean I I I the the what's important to realize is that Paramount wasn't waiting around for Francis Coppola they tried to get a Godfather three going in the early part of the eighties with a uh, uh, Sylvester Stallone
1: attached at one point to direct. Uh, you know, uh, I mean, there was other people involved. interesting tidbit that I also heard was that Stallone auditioned for several roles I in the it. first movie. The, the timing makes was, sense. And he was turned down time and time again, and so he decided to try his fortune as a screenwriting. And, is... and
0: nothing came of that <laughs> at all, yeah.
1: Much like George Lucas. <laughs> no, yeah, exactly. Yeah, In the, the waste poor, bin of history. The, both
0: of them are parking cars somewhere <laughs> <laughs> in the Lucas Stallone lot. Um, but Did essentially... Yeah. Sorry? <laughs> when it came time to do Godfather 3, it yeah. was like... The, the studio was like fine, I guess, let's go to Francis Coppola. Wow. Isn't that amazing? It is. And so he, like you said, he was like, okay, well, here's the deal. I want to call it Death of Michael Corleone. They're like, nope, Godfather Part 3. Whoever came up with the idea of calling sequels part blank is a hero, a damn hero. And he's like, but, but, but. You know, and it's very interesting because, yeah. because you can see both sides, right, where where the studio is like, well, no, we want to keep the consistency. Yeah. Uh, but Coppola's notion of, well, this is, this is, we're winding things up. This is. This is the end, and people saying, "Well, that would be a spoiler if you say it's the death of Michael Corleone," which maybe, uh, but I think what it does is, if you watch the movie knowing that title, it totally it has you. It's like a brilliant red herring mm. because it has you looking for one thing when the other thing is happening. That's right, you know.
1: And which so, I mean, come on, I mean, we're, we're, since we are getting into all everything. Um, you, you're, I think you're referencing the uh, famous opera scene at the end.
0: Yeah, and yeah. you know how how uh, uh, Michael Corleone's daughter is assassinated instead That's right. of him, That's right. and uh, and then we cut to the the future. By the way, it, it, the because the daughter dies in like seventy nine,
1: and and then we should uh, talk about the fact. So the daughter. Um, is played by Sofia Coppola uh, of course Coppola's own daughter who um, you know goes on to become a filmmaker in her own right and Oscar actually an Oscar award winning film director um, but at the time the much aligned performance that, that was brutal I mean, I
0: mean I remember but, reading Mad Magazine and, and that was the first time I was aware of her and they were just like real yeah, vicious to her ruthless. I mean it was, it was yeah.
1: And, 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 and I mean I've read uh, I went back when I was researching this. Like, uh, I went back and read like film reviews uh, from like the Washington Post, New York Times. I mean, no one was forgiving. Uh, yeah, even and people who appreciated the film, they just crap all over. So, well, like, and, and
0: it's very interesting because, you know, what I mean, famously? Coppola, sorry,
1: what? I was. Just, I thought you were going to say famously, it was supposed to be played by, by Winona, um, Winona Ryder, Ryder who yeah. up until the day before yeah. filming, I believe, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. I I think. Um, One thing Francis Coppola has said is that he, to some extent, he saw himself in Michael Corleone. He sees himself in Michael Corleone in the sense that... um, uh, the 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 way the arc of the character is positioned. So you the in the third film you see him in his twilight, and that's where Coppola saw himself. Like his yeah. glory was behind him, and the character of Mary Corleone was modeled on his daughter. So for him, it was the most natural thing in the world that he cast her. Yeah. And what he said is the ironic thing, the unfortunate ironic thing is that, um, th- what happens in the film where they're going after Michael and they get his daughter, that's what happened to him in the reviews oh, of yeah. where they were going after him, but they went after his daughter. Yeah, uh, And he talked, you know, if you if you listen to the commentary, that moment, uh, you know, he sees her get shot, and he says, that's my nightmare, you know. And, and so, he had already
1: lost his son, I think. Yes, that's right. In a
0: very tragic accident, yeah, that's right. Geocopo, uh, um, uh, I okay. believe is his name, okay. yeah.
1: Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I, I, I want to talk about, because I think you, 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 you touched on something at the very, very outset of the show, which I think it would be important to talk about which is that The Godfather, again, as a whole, the trilogy is the, is the ultimate um, American experience. Mm-hmm. It, but it's, it's the ultimate immigrant story. Mm-hmm. And I don't think we see that, I mean, to me, in my estimation, probably the best portrayal of that, of, of the immigrant story, uh, I mean, there's probably others. I think Once Upon a Time in America is a great one. Yeah. Um, great movie. Um, but, um, you know. If Sergio Leone, right? Yeah, if mm-hmm. you haven't seen that. But mm-hmm. an amazing performance by De Niro. Uh, but speaking of De Niro, is, the, is, is part two. Yeah. And the flashback sequences that we see of, of the young Vito Corleone as yeah. a young boy yeah. being exiled, essentially, driven out. His, his mother is killed. His father is killed. Brother is killed. Sort of orphaned. And he uh, escapes the clutches of the Don of uh, uh, of the Corleone town yeah. in Sicily. And he comes to America. Yeah. And, and just... You you see him and he's at the at, at Ellis Island and he's uh, quarantined I think because he has tuberculosis or what have you yeah and he just sings that haunting Italian song yeah <laughs> and you see the uh, Statue of Liberty Statue of
0: Liberty yeah. um,
1: reflection in the mirror and just to, I mean <clears throat> again um, you know Gordon Willis but um, the flashback sequences is where we really begin to see um, or we really get to see that immigrant experience yeah right yeah the the
0: eventual assimilation and yet i mean it's it you're preserving aspects of your culture but it yeah. becomes something different
1: and, and maybe let's talk about that i mean so de Niro goes on to win the oscar for his portrayal of the young Vito Corleone um and and it's so it's an, it's 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 new york in the 1930s i imagine 1920s um and um uh he's working like meager jobs mm-hmm. But his sort of ascension comes by way of again wanting to help his fellow paisanos, right? Who are paying um, tributes to Don um, Fanucci. Fanucci. He just wants to wet his beak, (laughs) right? There's Don Fanucci, Don Ciccio. That's That's right. That's the the one
0: in Italy. Yeah. And even him, right? When you think about it, like, I mean, the message certainly the second one is that cruelty begets cruelty. Mm. Cruelty leads to cruelty, Mm. right? If he would have shown compassion who's to say what would have happened, yeah. right? But he didn't. And so it took, you know, 30 years or whatever, 40 years, whatever it was, but eventually right. his death came back to, mm-hmm. to, you know? I mean, there's, right. there's something there. And that's the, the overall sweep of the saga, that's right? right? Which is that, that's right. uh, see, this is the thing, right? We talked about how there's there's no, um, it's not about man's law. It's about God's law. Mm. That's what's, uh, Michael can't escape God's law.
1: That's yeah. what, that's what the saga is about. And we about. see that beautifully. For me, why three has grown in my estimation over the years is because I see that, I mean, probably a reflection of my own growing older, um, a man dealing with his mortality, yeah. a man dealing with um, uh, his past and his yeah, I mean, and, he, and regret. He,
0: right, he's, he's talking to, to you know, Cardinal uh, uh, Lamberto, right? And he,
1: there's that scene, and there's also the scene where Don Tomasino dies, and yeah. he's at the coffin, Next yes, to the coffin. That's right. And he has some beautiful lines. In fact, I I, I actually wrote them down. But I mean, I, sorry, go on. Well, when involved, he's talking when... to the cardinal, he yeah. says,
0: I killed my father's son. I killed my mother's son. Right. And that's, again, that's not just man's law, that's God's law. Right. That's the yeah. thing. And he violated his own thing. Right protect the family that's but right do you, how do you protect the family by destroying the family right? right same thing what if he had shown mercy to Fredo at that moment remember when when the mother dies yeah. and he hugs him right his, his like his death is and he looks is, over at Rocco he and you lo- know what's yeah. gonna happen what if he what if he said I made a mistake yeah. I," sh-, you know you're my brother, right? Mm-hmm. Who knows what would have happened, right? Mm-hmm. And so that's, you know, then we go to the third one, and he, all he has is regret, yeah. right? All, and remember when he's having a stroke, what is He's like, Fredo, yeah, yeah, right? Yeah, 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 right?
1: the third one, right? right? It's
0: like Fredo's getting his revenge on him, you know? Yeah. And and when Don, Tomas- when Don Tomasino dies, that's when he says, he passes it off, right? He says, he says, as God is my witness, I will sin no more.
1: That's right, right? that's right. Uh, but,
0: but, but he doesn't stop it from happening. Right? And this is something that Coppola himself said. What Michael ultimately, his punishment, is because he, he allows it to continue. It's the sin of omission.
1: Yes. Yes.
0: Right? That's because right. Because he essentially, he hands it off to Vincent, Andy Garcia, who is his nephew. Right. And he's okay. I'm washing my hands of it. Mm-hmm. It doesn't work that way. Mm-hmm. You don't get to say, "All right, well, that's going on still," but I'm just going to look in this direction now.
1: But at the same time, you know, especially at that scene at the coffin, uh, and, and, and you know, he says in the lines that I wrote down, where you know, you were loved while I was feared, and, mm. and he's and he's almost talking to his father, really. Yeah. Of course. More than he's talking to Don. For Tomasino. sure. Yeah. For sure. And then he says, "What betrayed me? My heart, or my, was it my mind or my heart?" Mm. You know, just just so just and again. Beautiful portrayal by Pacino, even in that third, even in the third movie. Now, we, we should also say so. The second movie goes on to, I think, get eleven nominations, wins six or something, five yeah. or six. It's the,
0: it's the only time a movie yeah. and a sequel won Best Picture.
1: Oh, there you go, Best yeah. Picture included, and he uh, and, and Coppola rightfully wins Best Director for yeah. the second one. Yeah. Now, the in the third one, the, it was nominated, I think, for seven Oscars, wins including zero, including Best Picture, including. But it was
0: nominated Best for Best Picture. I mean, this is the thing, right? Yeah. Is, I mean. Yeah. You have to look at the the you know unfortunately there's this sense like oh the first two are great the third one is garbage that's not really true yeah. I mean the third one is there's stuff in it that's you know I I could have done without the relationship between the the, the two cousins you know but
1: oh yeah uh, well <laughs> we should also
0: talk about I mean I think Andy Garcia is
1: amazing Andy Garcia is amazing in it. Um, uh, 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 Joey Joey Razzo, what's his name? Um, Joey Zaza. Zaza, sorry, Zaza, played by Joe Montana. Uh, uh, Joe Monta- Montana. Yeah, Fat Tony. Fat Tony uh, of Simpsons fame. Um, what was I going to say? about the third, yeah, we, I think would be. Rem- I think what, what what I think makes it a le- well a slightly lesser film, or I mean, what I, mean, I would it. like to have seen. Yeah. Let's say one, I think a better casting for Sofia Coppola, and again, you know. God I mean, honestly, film. can I tell you something? Yeah? Godfather Three uh-huh.
0: was then what like the Last Jedi is now. Hmm. Where it was a pattern interruption. It was not what people were expecting. Pattern interruption. And, I like that. Right? Because yeah. because what people were looking for yeah, yeah. was here's movie three of Michael Corleone, you know, just decimating the land in front of him and taking on all comers. And that's not, that's just not what that movie was about. That's hmm. not what Coppola was it's interested in. Exactly. This, it, it was about the cost come and do.
1: That's right. And I think it makes it, it, and that's what makes it a better film or, yes. or why, and again, it, it has grown in my estimation. But. Um, Duvall, I think uh, Duvall. He's not missing. Back.
0: It's just it's it's like a gaping hole yeah. in that film. Robert Duvall was like, give me what you're paying, Diane Keaton, okay, and and uh, Pacino, Pacino or like something comparable. Mm-hmm. And I I don't know what they offered him, but to me that's that's one of those things where it's like it's like a judgment of history. Yeah. You should just paid the man what he wanted. That's right. right?
1: Because Tom uh, Hagen not being in the film just it's like a it's just there's a vacuum. That's right. And they try. I mean, you know. George Hamilton is now the concealer <laughs> It's like no slight to George Hamilton, but I mean, <laughs> <laughs> right. And then uh, they even show, um, you know, um, his son, who's now a priest. And yeah, and they the they kind of like,
0: oh, it's sad how his father died. Anyway, moving on, yeah. right? Like, it's it, you know, Coppola did this previously, right? In in the second one, Frank Pentangeli, the character who yes. testifies, that was supposed to be Clemenza. Oh, uh, um, got it. Played by Richard Costellano. Yeah. Richard Costellano comes back. He's like, "Give me more money and like let me write my lines or whatever." And Coppola was like, "Yeah, see you later." Clemens is dead. Now we got Frank Pentangeli. And so you watch the movie. You're not like, "Oh, it should have been Clemenza. I didn't right? know You're about f- the
1: "Let me write my own lines." Although it was the some, famous like yeah. "Leave the gun uh, or leave the gun take you know uh, bring, the cannoli. bring the cannoli was yeah. improvised apparently,
0: which is good. Yeah, good, which it's is good fair. bit. Yeah. yeah. But so yeah. so you watch that film. You're not like, "Oh no, why isn't Peter Clemenza in this?" Mm-hmm, right.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: So. I think with
1: – And the Godf- actor playing Patanjali wins uh, – or he was nominated for he's Best very good. He's very he was very good. He was great. Uh,
0: and and uh, so, so with the third one, you can see Coppola being like, all right, you know what? I've done this before. I can do it again. But it's kind of like he's Michael Corleone in Godfather 3. Like the inst- it's just he's a little slower. It's just not working as well as it could. Mm-hmm. And I, th- I think that is a hole. I mean, what do you do? You know, right. I think had you had Winona Ryder, you could have done without Duvall. Mm-hmm. Had you had Duvall, Sofia Coppola wouldn't have been as, as much of a – Noticeable. The, uh, you know what I mean? It's yeah, like yeah, you yeah, couldn't yeah, do both. Right. You know, yeah, yeah, And Sofia yeah. so Coppola is – let, let me just say, Sofia Coppola is fine. She does not deserve
1: everything that was shoveled her way. I
0: However, I mean, she's clearly an amateur, and it does show at right. times. That's know? right. That's
1: uh, right. Um, but, I mean,
0: to me, the, the film
1: – Sorry, going back to – the, the immigrant story, I think, in, in, in the second movie, what, what, what I find fascinating there is you see the rise of Don Corleone but also in the modern, or at that time, so what is happening at you know in the 1950s with with Michael and how they parallel those two stories and juxtapose those two stories is you know the suspicions and the associations uh, or the connotations of being Italian American and that that really plays out. Yeah, and so that's also part of the immigrant experience, right? Sure. Being seen as a fifth column, being seen as you know, alien or bringing antiquated notions of, you know, from from, from, from whatever home country you happen to come from, um, that kind of suspicion, that layer of suspicion. Um, and we see that played out with the Senate hearings and so on in the second one. But that also kind of, I think, Coppola there is also, I mean, that's also kind of the quintessential American experience of how immigrants have had to pay their due in order to make it, in order to make make it in the American dream, yeah. right? Yeah. And, and I mean, the American dream is also, I think, on trial in all three movies in terms of what it takes. Um, and and a, what it is. What it is. Yeah. And a critique on capitalism, yeah. right? Because we see the intertwining of business and mafia and the mafia uh, in the first one. And Which is a it,
0: word, by the way, that is never used in any of the films.
1: That's right. Mafia. Apparently the mafia didn't want that word used. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it well,
0: and and it's you know the connotations are obviously they, no cosa nostra yeah. no mafia you know um the, it's just the family. Yeah, the right? family. That's a good point. You know. Yeah. And I th- I think again, you know, when when we when we jump ahead to yeah. the death of Michael Corleone. Right. Right. Um and it it has a very profound impact. I mean, I remember watching yeah. it for the first time. And, and, you know, maybe this is me because I didn't have the 16 years between. You know, I just watched them all in sequence. And so I didn't go in with all of the pent-up expectations of like, oh, it's going to be this, it's going to be that. And so for me, it was just a very beautiful, tragic, poignant story of this, you know, I mean, it, I don't know, it's just, uh, he dies alone. It's mm-hmm. like this this pathetic ending. Right. You know?
1: That's what I was saying when it, we were how that's juxtaposed yeah. with Marlon Brando.
0: playing story. with the grandson. Yeah, you know, exactly. I mean, it, here and it's like again, uh, Mary dies in in seventy nine. We jump ahead twenty years. That's right. So so oh. the movie ends ten years after it came out.
1: Wait, Think okay. It, Tell me the t- so
0: he dies in nineteen
1: ninety nine. Oh, we know that for a fact.
0: Yeah, that's in you know the oh. various uh, things. Oh. Oh. So it's it's he dies. Uh, uh, ten years in the future of the film, yeah, isn't that interesting? Right. But th- what's interesting to yeah. me is that really he died with his daughter.
1: Right.
0: So whatever happened in those twenty years, it doesn't matter.
1: And that sort of uh, voiceless scream that that, that that oh my gosh, uh, wow, isn't that amazing? Right? Yeah. Or how you would describe it? Yeah, without a sound. That's yeah, they, a sound. they took
0: the sound out, so it's just him. You know, and you're like, it's a pregnant and the agony, scream. It's, it's a pregnant like if it, you baby. know, you have a baby when they get hurt right. real bad. Yeah. And, and their they, scream is so high pitched you can't even hear it. Right. That's what that's or like. Or were
1: they just Open their mouth and they just hold Nothing their com- breath. Nothing that's comes the scary out. That's part. That's right? what that yeah, is. Yeah. yeah, that's what that is. That's what that is. And it's, and it's agony. It is. See, it, yeah, it's yeah. beautiful. And 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 you talk about the ultimate price, right? Because again, you're talking about expiation of sin. Because in the third movie, that's what the whole that that's what propels the whole third movie, right? It's 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 Corleone. He's trying to buy salvation. Exactly.
0: He's like, I'm gonna get in good $100 with the church. hundred
1: million dollar church. I mean, is the, that right? Or check to the church by way of his foundation, and you've got this whole the the going ons at the Vatican, the, the Vatican, and so on. And John Paul the first is probably the the Pope that's poisoned in the movie, right? And so on. Um, so so there's a lot of reflection of what, of some of the sort of machinations of the Church at the time, yeah. Uh, and their own sort of God's banker and their own corruption that was there. Um, but but there again, you see it. See, it's 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 Michael trying to find absolution. And going to the only place where he thinks that they may lie, which is the church, right. and he sees that the that the church is just as rife with yep. corruption, and yeah, you know. And so it's a man dealing with not only his mortality, but the sins that he's committed, yeah. Um, and 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 seeking, like you said, buying his way to forgiveness or salvation, um, and then paying the ultimate price, which, which, like you said, it. it Calling it the death of Corleone, the audience would be expecting one thing, um, but he pays a far greater price, yeah, which right. is the that's, death of his daughter in front of his eyes. That's his death. That's his death. Yeah. Right. And then what we see 20 years later is also, it's, like you it's It's just pathetic... the body catching up with the spirit. Mm, beautifully put. Right?
0: Yeah. I mean, uh, to me, I t- i mean, I remember watching that film and uh, it's just being haunted by that ending. I just found it. Uh, And I still do, you know, I think I think I think that uh, what makes stories matter is that they end. Mm. And, uh, you know, I mean, there was talk, you know, before Mario Puzo passed away of doing a fourth Godfather and it might have been fine. I don't know. But um, this is a story with a beginning, a middle and an end. Mm. Michael Corleone's story ends and that's what gives the story value you know what i mean Mm. and and i think that's what sets the godfather films apart i think i think there will never be another film like these i don't think i don't think we'll ever get something like this because it was so uh beholden to the moment that produced it yeah but it's but that specific moment produced something that will live on forever Mm. we will never not be talking about the godfather
1: yeah that's a great point i mean and and to kind of wrap up you know, when I was reflecting on what the movies have, have like, what the trilogy has meant to me, you know, I I I I was thinking back, to, or I was thinking about thinking upon the trilogies that have sort of shaped my life, and you know, for me, obviously, my childhood is defined by the Star Wars trilogy, the original yes. trilogy, right? And and uh, on a lesser note, but but probably, uh, you know, up there, the Indiana Jones up at, up until that point, the Indiana Jones trilogy, yeah, um, Back to the Future, I, I failed, and... yeah, and Back to the Future. But in my adult life, if I reflect on the on, on a trilogy that has really shaped my life or impacted me, um, the way it has is I don't think anything comes close to the Godfather. Yeah. Um, you know. And so, uh, as much as I think, uh, maybe 15, 20 years ago, a younger me would have hoped that the prequels would be that. But <laughs> that's a what do you do? That's a conversation for another time.
0: Maybe another movies that matter. <laughs> <Episode> <laughs> there you go. That's days. right.
1: I think having two Star Wars geeks, although we've done our share of Star Wars. Um, this is true. But anyway, um, well... This has been great. Yeah, it's been great. I've I've enjoyed it. I mean, there was so much I think we can continue talking about. um, But, um, you know, I I, I hope that this has been enjoyable to our listeners. I I hope you've enjoyed listening. Um, But, um, you know, and uh, please do give us your feedback and uh, any any comments or suggestions. You send it our way via uh, email uh, at uh, diffuseconference at gmail.com. Or you can hit us up on Facebook, facebook.com slash Diffuse Congruence. Um, leave a star rating on iTunes or, or Stitcher Radio. But uh, do give us feedback, especially on this episode, I think, because it is different. It's something different that you know, that, that we're trying out. And, uh, hey, we're, we're, we're open to suggestions. So if you have any suggestions for other movies you'd love for um, Zeki and myself to um, uh, to uh, wax poetically about, um, hit us up.
0: Yeah, and if you want to hear me talk about movies with my other partner, uh uh, on my other show with Brian Hall, I have the Movie Film Podcast, which comes out twice a month, and uh, we do movie commentary tracks. Brian uh, Hall,
1: who, I should say, passed uh, a passed, uh, co-host of the show. That's we, right. We did have him on so the show he, with Bush for Bernie. He,
0: he dropped in, that's right. <laughs> that was fun. Yeah. Uh, so you can check that out as well, and uh, this has been a lot of fun. I really enjoyed it. I mean, you don't need to coax me too much to talk about The Godfather I, I love these movies dearly yeah. so please let us know what maybe you thought maybe even some
1: cross pollination uh, you know this is one of those episodes that you could actually put up on movie film and it wouldn't people wouldn't blink an eye that's know? true because it, it kind of I think uh, traverses both sides of your uh, uh, of the two Zuckies. there you go so, yeah. but anyway thank you for listening uh, yeah and and you can hit uh, or you can find more about Zucky and his film reviews at
0: Zuckyscorner.com Z a k i s Corner. it's also my
1: Twitter it's also my Instagram and yeah Lots of good stuff. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time.